3: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
4: Alice, it's a tough day yes. for me. Tough day for the T unit. Sorry about that. What happened? Since 1993, I have had on my early death death list, near the top, and them reaching the top by 94, Liam and Noel Gallagher Hmm. from Oasis, which is a Beatles rip-off band. It's a suck band from the 90s, which is a total Beatles rip-off band. I have pleaded for their deaths. Mm -hmm. Their act, to me, was instantly old. The destroying hotel rooms, the you know foul language crap, and uh, feuding brothers, whatever. I was just, whatever. I was not into it. I was, I, 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 and the stealing of every Beatles chord progression. There was no time for it. So, it is with great consternation. How's your HVAC? Everything okay over there?
5: <laughs> it's great. Is there a problem?
4: It is with great. We're going to make the transfer to Tommy New Hampshire's mac quite soon i've been (laughs) tinkering and downloading and making
5: do you have obs working
4: i haven't tried that quite yet on it i i first you just have
5: to make sure you download not the most recent version but an older one because the scene switcher only works on the older version
4: oh that's good to know okay so here's my situation alice yes what's your social security number
5: (laughs) I'm not going to tell you why.
4: I won't be popping any more hospital questions on you. We've discussed <laughs> this and I didn't see it going certain places where it went. So um, so this is the problem. Okay. Noel Gall- Gallagher of Voice is in trouble now because he um, misgendered Sam Smith and called him... And said mean things about him. This is listening. This is a TV interviewer in in some I don't know somewhere in the Europe.
3: You know, music has become quite fractured, and chart music is dominated by pop, uh, and which would have been pop music is all right if the pop
5: stars
0: are cool. Sadly, the pop stars of today are idiots. <laughs> they are. They are. Who's the Who's the biggest idiot around now? Sam Smith. <laughs> Why? look at him that's his right. look, look I, at him
4: Alice that is misgendering Sam Smith because Sam Smith is something oh, right, more special right, than
5: him they right, look at them
4: so there you go so that is Noel Gallagher and I must say I hate to say it but Noel Gallagher uh, good on you that was a
5: so what if he apologizes now though
4: he won't apologize that is one good thing about <laughs> I think about my generation and specifically the Gallaghers, much like the Trumps, they don't apologize. I don't think they do. I would be shocked if he apologized. I could, could mm. give a I mean, he has been really wholly offensive in torching people for <laughs> for a long time, okay. and and he's so right the Sam Smith's like banana, whatever, all this like yearning to be please find me lovable and interesting, please, and even like Harry Styles does it with his own thing, guess what I'm wearing you dress man. Get with me, I'm fluid, see? It's like, okay, I, that's fine, but it's been happening now in rock and roll for 50 And then there's like a fight years. because okay. of Billy ahead, Porter's
5: like... I was doing it before, but because I'm black, I wasn't given credit for dressing in women's clothes. Why does Harry Styles get all the credit for dressing oh, in women's God. clothes?
4: Oh, God. All of them. Please, please. There are so many, I mean, there's so many small private planes and so many <laughs> in the histories of music, uh, so many unfortunate plane crashes. <laughs> Come on. Let's go, guys. Get on a plane. All right. So now that brings me to, now that that's done, housekeeping is done. Um, I want to hit a couple more quick things before we get to the big, uh, burrito, which is the Chips Act. Okay? Okay. It's my friend, Peter Buttigieg, one-time mayor of South Bend, Indiana, um, talking today on CNN, uh, about, you know, obviously it should be about trains, Right. Contaminated, contaminated soil and liquids to resume trips to EPA-certified sites. Mm-hmm. And here's Buttigieg.
1: I meant climate is not nonsense. Dealing with climate change is, is one of the biggest things that people like me and people like him will be remembered for after we're gone. And-
4: Remarkable. <laughs> Remarkable how uh, un, undeterred whatsoever from the critical heat that this guy should be feeling. Right. It's 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 something about millennials where they just don't have the...
5: Is he a millennial? I guess he is, huh? Yeah, I guess so. He's probably is, is a couple of years older than me. Let me see.
4: Is it like they don't have the capacity to see that they're utter failures of things?
5: Yeah, he's 41. So I guess uh, he might be yours. 1982? Usually is the it? cutoff is 1983. He might be one of your ex Gen Xers, but definitely cusp millennial. But yeah. Um I, I would say I would say eighty two is usually considered Gen X, is it not?
4: Uh I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I you guess you don't so. want him though. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't really want him. He just seems <laughs> so millennial to me.
5: Yeah. I think it's the McKinsey effect.
4: Yes, it definitely is. It's this polished this polished way he has about going about him. Joe Biden in the news today, Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, the good turn of phrase. Good one for Biden.
1: If they have to pay out $150, $159,000 billion less.
4: There you go. Got it mm-hmm. out. No problem, Joe. No problem. Took a little bit to get there. This is a story as well that Biden says repeatedly to get, that he's gotten back to here, that it's just one of these things that <laughs> gives you a peek into his soul.
1: And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you'll learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand her. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that, I, that there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because she didn't, didn't want <laughs> my head to want comfortable.
4: And she placed it over my small head, and, <laughs> and I couldn't hit, hit, feel her breath or my breath as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, Joe, um, you know, she was just simply breathing. Not everything's <laughs> not everything's making a pass at you. God, they're in love, man.
5: Oh, poor Pearl <laughs> Nelson. Does she know she's been name-dropped by the president now?
4: So uh, Marianne Williamson is in the race. She's a Democrat. She's the
5: looking at it. Yeah. She's considering her twenty twenty four I'm sorry, else, bid. You I, love her.
4: She's sexy for the demo. She is. Don't you think?
5: I guess so. What
4: do you mean you guess so?
5: I guess so. I'll enjoy it. I mean, I don't think the DNC is going to have like big. Big stuff this year, do you? Because I, I think Biden's going to run. And I don't know that they're going to have, like... Somebody would have to be polling really high for them to do debates and all that stuff. Do you think they're going to do all... Not for somebody like Marianne Williamson, they're not. They'd have to get in some... A a bigger name would have to run on the Democrat side for them to really do all the debates They'll have
4: fundraising criteria and uh, polling criteria. She won't make any of it. I would think. Yeah,
5: but, I mean, they have the incumbent president who's... He's not that popular, but Mm. he's, like more popular than he deserves to be. He's certainly popular in his own party. So Is he? I think he kind of is.
4: I mean, well, I don't like think like who put him in head his own head
5: Well, who in his own party is going to realistically challenge him right now if he says he's going to run again?
4: Um Newsom
5: is he going to though, or is he going to stick around? Like, because Newsom, yeah, has made some friends. Like Blumenthal is buddies with him and stuff, right? Is that who it is, or Chris Murphy? Who was he hanging around with from Connecticut? There, N- Newsom was. Do you remember that? Anyway, was it Chris Murphy. Maybe he has a lot of friends in D.C. But you really think all those people are going to back Newsom over the sitting president of their own party when they're like getting stuff done and everything?
4: I think you got to have somebody in there.
5: I don't think they're going to have lurking. a real I don't think they're going to have a real race. I think I think the establishment is too strong on the Democrat side. I mean even Trump, like the establishment would have loved to get somebody in there against Trump and they it like in 2020, don't you think? And they couldn't figure out how to do it. And Trump was probably more controversial within the Republican Party than Biden is in the Democratic Party. But I don't know. I mean uh I
4: I mean I think Newsom would be the one set up to do it. <laughs> Um, as far as... I think he waits. Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean... Still, Biden is polling amongst Democrats. They want to see somebody else. He's still not polling... Even though he's polling, like, in popularity, they would like to see somebody else. I, mm, mean,
5: I haven't like, seen recent numbers on that. I just... I'm not sure. But, um... I... I think he is really old. Um... I do think he's going to run, and I think, you know, that's going to be tough. Okay, so here's one. PBS 2023, most Democrats don't want Biden. This is from early February. So, like, a month ago. Um, People saying that they think he's too old, blah, blah, blah. What do they got? Um, Yeah, I mean... Among Democrats, 45 and over, 49% say Biden should run again. Um, but only 23% now say that among those under age 45. So, yeah, I mean, it's really... A, why uh, do all you old people want more old people running everything?
4: I don't know why. I don't know why. I do yeah, have a question you for you. So just all retire. So, so about 18,000 comedians came out in the last few days telling the department of energy to stay in their own lane and saying the dmv i would like to hear what they think now whatever because now
1: the new position is the, the department
5: of energy right. doesn't know it, anything right. about pandemics. It's another
1: surprising development this weekend uh the department of energy released a new report saying a lab leak is the most likely origin of the COVID 19 pandemic well there it is chinese wet markets you're off the hook let's order a round of
4: pangolin poppers for the table first of all he's remarkably not funny but i so why is it what let me ask you else why do they not want it to be a lab link is this simply because that means trump was right is that it
5: yeah i don't know and i don't understand how they're trying to position that as like the racist position now like Oh, well, we couldn't believe it was a lab leak because all the racists believed it was a lab leak. I believe the totally not racist thing, the Chinese people all eat pangolins and and their disgusting wet markets that they all eat from because they're disgusting people. That's what caused the panda. How is that the not racist point of view? I don't understand how that became the thing that's not racist to say, but he's doing it right now. He's making like if a Republican made that joke with pangolin poppers, that would be a racist thing to say would it not
4: well absolutely of
5: course i mean i don't like but but so, it's also but this to obsession. say it, it originated in a lab that we were funding is like that's like not a racist thing to say that's what i don't and, understand about so this and whole also
4: thing. so it's like oh whatever department of energy this is joe biden's department of energy these, these are his boys okay it's joe biden's intel service what do you want right what do you what do you what, so everybody who says something that you think somehow is a bank shot, meaning Donald Trump was right and you were an a hole for the last three years, everybody that person or that institution has to be torn down now, right? Because you need it to be a wet market thing, because you just do. Like, why shouldn't the shouldn't the focus be on the bad coronavirus and how it happened and if there's a lab leak that did it? And you're such a humanitarian, Stephen Colbert, that you were crying two years ago, wearing all black in your own basement because of the millions of people who Trump was killing. Well, if the lab leak happened and that means they're still running the lab, which they are, well, wouldn't you have concerns? Isn't that actionable? But no, it's not about that. It was never about COVID. They never were afraid of COVID.
5: Oh, and they're all ready to tell us when it comes to other stuff they want, like like climate change they're like oh well part of the reason there's all these zoonotic diseases meaning diseases that jump from animals to humans is because climate change is pushing all the animals more into our like where we live and we're encroaching on their territory just like all the people around here when somebody shoots a bear are like where we were invading its like natural habitat don't blame the bear you know like don't is that funny don't
4: blame the bear
5: but it's really interesting because so there is this thing like people will say like oh well to prevent the next pandemic we need to tackle climate change because these things are going to keep emerging as we like come in closer contact with all these animal populations so but you know wouldn't Preventing the next pandemic require actually knowing with some degree of certainty where this pandemic came from and how it happened and what mistakes led to it. But they don't actually want to know that because they want to push a climate change agenda and, you know, what they want to keep pushing gain of function research, which they claim helps them prevent the next pandemic and every other thing. So. You know they they want to push their narrative, so they're not really interested in knowing where it came from unless it helps them get some agenda item done that they want to get done.
4: Right. Uh, last bit of of let's see, it uh, was there anything else I wanted to get through before we, we jumped into before we jumped into the other stuff? Um. No. Okay. So, Am
5: I allowed to mention anything or no?
4: Yeah, yeah, let me just finish up my thing, and then I'll hand it over to you. Okay. okay. And then we can, we'll hit your stuff and then the other thing. Um, um, I have a prediction for you. Mm-hmm. I talked to Lucy Burge today. Yes. On, uh, She works for Odyssey, but mostly she works for BetQL, which is Odyssey owns, which mm-hmm. is the betting thing. She does betting stuff. She does videos where she walks down... Uh, a, this, this looks like the back bay of Boston, these videos on Twitter, and then it says stuff I don't understand about betting, etc. And she's good at it. On the video, it's very stylistically shot where she's talking to the camera. Then it hits her ground on her shoes, then goes back to her face, then she signs off, and it's always about stuff. But anyway, I had her on, not really knowing much about her other than she works for BetQL, and I've got an idea, some ideas. Maybe we have ideas that involve BetQL. And so I had Lucy on today to talk about plane travel because she, trim, trim, she simply tweeted like, the aisle seat is better than the window seat, right? And and so for, for that, to me, I could talk about that in plane stuff all day. So I thought to myself, let's get Lucy on and talk to her about this stuff. And she was a blast. She was hilarious. She was all in about the topic. It's such a great thing, Alice. It's such a great thing when you can have something so niche like a just a plane seating, mm-hmm. but somebody enthusiastic about making that an entire universe of stuff to talk to. And she did that. She was great. So I have a prediction with, for you on this, Alice, my dear love. Okay, I'm ready. My prediction is that in some way or another, some way or another, in the future, mm-hmm. in our future ventures, plans, and in the things that we're going to be working on, that Lucy's gonna be part of it. Uh radio wise.
5: Good. That's great.
4: Yeah, I think I think so. Um I'm very I'm very I'm I'm just enthused. I, I was, That's great. I thought that was great. Um I'm not sure where and we can't disclose anything. Yeah, as, yet. And as a matter of fact, Lucy doesn't has no idea about this. <laughs> but I, but, I, but I, Neither in vision, does anybody right. at any but company I,
5: have but, but any Alice idea about have, that.
4: Have been We have been, without giving anything away, we've been thinking about the future and what it might look like for what we're doing, mm-hmm. which includes the Burn Barrel podcast, obviously. And as a matter of fact, more time for the Burn Barrel podcast, more tender loving care and other things, etc. Um, for the Burn Barrel. But anyway, it, it's a whole tiny, I guess, uh, suite of things that we're thinking about. And um, part of that, part of that I'm excited about, which all I can say is it's going to be fun and good. And with that, I hand it over to the love of my life, Alice K. Tomachnaya Shattuck.
5: That's great. Very good.
4: You're great. You You look lovely in red.
5: Thank you. Um, So I did want to share this one story because this really bothered me. And uh, I don't know how much you'll care about this, but basically, the left is still like insane about. like all this Roe v. Wade abortion stuff, mm-hmm. and it takes them to like really ugly and bizarre places. And like, like there's just certain people that they love to hate. Um, and one of them is the Duggars, the like 19 kids and counting right. people,
4: which we got into briefly. We kind of like I them. like
5: them a little bit. I mean, not the brother who molested his sisters. Not him, and right. not that one. I'm right. against. I'm not for. Molesting family members, obviously um, But, like, a lot of the sisters and stuff I kind of like them Like, I, I just do And, you know, one of them Her name's Jessa um, Is married And her name's Jessa Seawald now And she uh, posted This a couple days ago That she had a miscarriage She had um, She was pregnant And, you know, it, she lost the baby
4: Oh, that's terrible.
5: Yeah, so very sad stuff. She lost the baby right at Christmas time, which is sad and awful. And she went through this, and they had already like told the kids about having a baby, and it was sad.
4: Oh, the, yeah, that's terrible. So
5: immediately, all these people jump on her because she's not pro-choice, obviously. She's the one who got in trouble because she went to the Holocaust Museum, and she said it made her think about how... like when you devalue human life, like it makes it okay to kill people that you don't consider human. Like, for example, yeah. unborn babies and yeah. a bunch of liberals were like, how dare you compare abortion to the Holocaust? Which, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's a pretty apt comparison. We go, The numbers are down because, like, pregnancy <laughs> down. But, like, we... there, The United States alone, like, hundreds of thousands of abortions occur every single year. Yeah. Well, and it I mean, used to be in the days since in earlier and be- closer to Roe v. Wade, it was like more than a million a year. It's it's more than fifty million abortions since Roe v. Wade easily. It's it's a huge number of people are not walking around among us because abortion is legal. But anyway,
4: well, I, can I say something yeah. extremely controversial? Obviously, the Holocaust is the is a me. M- m- although I think Stalin killed more, but maybe the most organized mechanized murderous nightmare that the world has ever seen Mm -hmm. horrific and
5: i don't i'm not they're obviously. no i know they're very different
4: i know and and i know they're different i know what you you mean they're very different but but i don't think off base can i finish okay so yeah go ahead but what i'm saying is this is that Mm -hmm. with abortion i mean there are holocaust survivors there aren't too many abortion survivors
5: yeah, some sometimes, but yeah, yeah some.
4: Well, in but, some places, it's the law to not let that happen.
5: Right. So, anyway, uh, so this happened to her once again. Yeah.
4: N- not comparing the two, but just drawing. No, functions. I mean,
5: it, I think, I think there are comparisons that can be made, even though they're not the same thing. Like, sure, I think of there, I think there are relationships the, in the, between in a, a cessation the
4: cessation of human life itself. In, yeah. the, in the the the. Mass. Numbers, right. yeah.
5: Um So anyway, so this happened to her. She had this miscarriage, among other things. Um, she didn't like her body didn't like fully have the miscarriage on her own. So they had to like remove the baby in a procedure called a DNC, which is often also used in abortion. Um. So all these people jumped on her and were like You had a DNC you had an abortion How dare you you want to outlaw abortions for other Women and you had an abortion and blah 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 and gross. And demanded to know like they were like Because she kind of was vague she was like we had An ultrasound and you know it, We had to do this and da, da, da. And they were like you would have said if the Baby was already dead you would have you would have Said that and blah 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 so then she was Forced to put out this statement and clarify To them that In fact the baby had already been dead for 3 weeks when she had the ultrasound what and, a
4: nightmare that is oh my god that
5: i mean obviously people get dnc's to have abortions but like if it but nowhere has made them illegal for for people that have a baby that's no longer alive already like that's absurd and like all these people speculating like how did she even get an abortion in arkansas like she must have used her connections to get a special abortion like How ghoulish. I know. How terrible. Like, I just, but they love to do that because to them it's like about, you know, they're good people for being mean to the bad person because she's a bad person and like all this stuff. Anyway, I just thought it was a very revealing story about the way the left thinks about abortion and about the fact that they can't figure out any distinction in their mind between a DNC on a living baby and a DNC on a dead baby.
4: So, somebody I know who's got anger issues, who runs restaurants, talked about on Twitter, <laughs> talked about um said she met a Republican who said, "Yeah, I love Ron DeSantis, and she said, "Oh, yeah, well, what if your daughter needed an abortion which which your i mean, your I mean
5: the abortion law that he signed is a pretty liberal abortion law. it's like fifteen weeks, I think that's like, most abortions are legal in Florida, so I don't understand why you'd have a problem. I don't like it, but, you know, like, there you go. It's it's not, that's not even controversial. Like, that's yeah. actually the majority position is probably, like, 15 weeks. That's, like, what most countries in Europe have is somewhere, like, between 12 and 20 weeks is legal, and then everything after that is not legal. The, what we have in blue states in the United States is absolutely completely out of the norm with any other developed place yes, on earth. and even it's the bizarre. countries we,
4: we want to be in Europe.
5: Right? Yeah. No. It's it's that's the weird position to have, but that's the position that the left embraces. So, you know, I mean,
4: should we go to the to the uh, potato chip act?
5: Yes, we can go to the chips act.
4: Okay, the chips act, which is supposed to be. Um, Which, in concept, I agree with, which is our initiative to supplement um, uh, companies who want to start building microchips back in the U.S. here so that we can compete with Taiwan and, like, the Netherlands. And-
5: mm-hmm. Although the companies are – well, there's Intel, mm-hmm. but um, the other two biggest chip manufacturers, um, Samsung and the Taiwan one that I forget. It's, like, some mm-hmm. acronym – um those are both foreign companies but yeah right, so it the is
4: to repatriate th- right so they'd be doing production.
5: yes so they would be building factories and stuff mm-hmm. here now it's not clear to what extent these companies might not have started building stuff here anyway um you know especially if there were like good economic incentives to do so like mm-hmm low tax rates and, like, low cost of labor. But, you know, obviously we don't have a low cost of labor in this country, so this government ends up needing to sweeten the deal if we want to have this stuff. Um, part of the problem is that they're having a lot of difficulties finding labor. They're already complaining to the government, um, you know, because they're they're trying to set up to build all these factories and stuff here. Um, I think one of the hubs of this is, like, in Arizona, where there's a lot of chip manufacturing. But, um, they're having a lot of trouble getting labor. I mean, to do any of this. Mm-hmm. Like there's a labor shortage in this country right now, anyway. Yeah. So, and it's and labor is very high cost here compared to other places. So, um, but the government has decided that this is well, it's complicated. So, this bill, yes, they're calling it like a national security bill because what yes. happened if China China's doing a big semiconductor like chip building push and so if there if all our chips are made in china then that's a problem and if all our chips are made in japan and or not japan what am i saying it made in taiwan and china moves on taiwan which they hint that they might like to do right you know then we get dragged into world war three just so we right. can have right chips. so there's
4: obviously a need to have domestic production of these chips right that said this what we're told was a bipartisan right. bill um it, it might be the legislative process mm-hmm. might have allocated money and and so congress is handing out money to you know to incentivize this stuff indeed and it so it is trying to be a a right. for the legislative and some branch of the- it is trying to be bring domestic production for chips mm-hmm. the problem is the executive branch is now involved and they're trying to create mm-hmm. a big social um, a movement. Right. And now this.
5: I do think this is interesting because Gina Raimondo is one of the people who's the Commerce Secretary who she is one of the people who gets her name gets floated as like sort of a post Biden moderate Establishment presidential candidate. I think Gavin Newsom's considered a little bit more kind of progressive, especially being a governor in such a progressive state. But Gina Raimondo is like the business part of the Democratic Party. I think a lot of people see her as being part of like the Hillary Clinton-ish wing of the party, and and a possible successor to Biden, who's viewed as moderate too, right? Right. So she gets her name dropped a lot when people talk about this. So I do think it's interesting that they're putting her forward to be the face of this. I I think this is very, very.
4: Yeah, she runs. Yeah. But
5: I mean, like, but they didn't have to do this policy out of this department. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. so so basically the long, long story short is the the legislators make the legislation to do this Chips Act to do more domestic chips, uh, microchip production. action and then they pass it off to the executive branch to enforce the laws as we learned in grade school about the division of powers but in this case the the executive branch is a huge you know bloated bureaucracy and they get to decide how all these grants are awarded so just like you saw you know the the executive branch say, like, we're not going to do any contracts with any companies that don't require COVID shots or whatever. You know, they're now putting another requirement on um, the companies that want to build plants here to make microchips in the United States. And uh, the rec- and among other requirements, they want uh, to guarantee childcare to all the workers. Right. And so and they're saying that this is in response to the labor shortage because it will make it easier for them to attract workers, particularly female workers, if they have free child care. They mm-hmm. can, and they can use the grant money to do this, and they can do it any way that they want to. They can either give money to people, they can make their own child care facilities on site, they can do whatever, um, and that, that will solve their labor shortage crisis. I think that if I were the companies, I would kind of feel like, if that would solve the labor shortage, we could just do that, right? Like
4: Right, but it's a requirement because what is G- Gino Raimondo and the administration trying to do?
5: They're trying to shove a progressive policy goal, which is to get more childcare for more women so that more women can go out and work particularly in stem and manufacturing jobs exactly. where they haven't traditionally been represented joy
4: spirit of what equity exactly so However, this is trying to get chicks into mm-hmm, chips and that's it's trying to get chicks into is.
5: chips but it's also it's Also a push in general to get more labor force participation at a time when labor force participation is at an all time low. And unfortunately, like, I don't think that will do that because. I think a lot of people, you know, are are making different choices now post pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, and the problems with the child care industry don't go away because you hand some companies. Some money and tell them that they have to provide childcare. We've dealt with this. Childcare is enormously, enormously expensive.
4: Yes. Now, no. So this is very important mm-hmm. because childcare is enormously expensive. There was a time in our life ten years ago when Alice had a job that play, paid pretty well, but every bit of it went to daycare for our kids. So you worked so that we could get daycare because you worked. <laughs> you know, right. it's crazy. And right. so,
5: we like broke even.
4: Right. And so. So here's the problem is that government is coming in now to say we're gonna help you by mandating that they have to have child care here. Child care that's too expensive to afford because of what? A
5: labor shortage.
4: No. Because of government. Well, yeah. But Right. But, so they created the problem over here and now they're mandating that these tech companies fix the problem. These mm-hmm. these chip companies fix the problem that they've created like child care wouldn't be a problem Mm -hmm. if there weren't so many regulatory hoops for people to run through
5: well it's a combination of things one is the regulatory hoops that make it very expensive um another is the labor shortage is also dramatically impacting child care costs because the the same there's the same labor shortage in the whole economy because people can change jobs so if there's a labor shortage in one sector and people start offering a lot of money to work in that sector, people leave other jobs with comparable skill sets and and salaries. They just do. If working in childcare is hard, I would say, like particularly in infant rooms and stuff, it's demanding work. You've taken care of babies. It's not. Would you ever? Would you ever work at a childcare center, in like in an infant room? No. Would you? Yeah, but especially it, ever work there for like fifteen dollars an hour.
4: I don't know. What do I make now?
5: <laughs> More than that. But what if you could get a job in a restaurant kitchen making twenty bucks an hour, or you could work with babies for fifteen bucks an hour?
4: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, you and you're
5: not the best example, true. But I think most people, even people that like babies, would make a decision you like know, that. A tan because- vest
4: might go nice with that. Turtle like,
5: it's a very 90s look, sweetie.
4: Yeah, I love the 90s. I know. I was alive in the 90s.
5: <laughs> I know. Um,
4: but. Let me get you a tan vest.
5: Thanks. Um, Can I borrow I some? I might money? have a tan vest. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so the problem is, is that won't solve the labor shortage problem. And like they're trying to draw people out of the same potential workforce. To solve the childcare crisis, that they're trying to draw people out of the workforce to solve the chip labor shortage crisis. Like, there's no, you can't just throw money at it and make there be more childcare. It doesn't work like that. They'll just drive the cost of childcare up because the problem is on the supply side, right? It's the same thing we saw like during the pandemic when everything was stuck on shipping containers and they just like kept giving people more money. Like if there's the same amount of stuff on the shelves and you give people more money, the prices of the stuff goes up. Like, <laughs> there's not, you either run out of it or the price goes up. There's no other option. The, these are the only things. And and childcare works the same way because everything works that way. So, I don't know. The, first of all, if we're going to have a policy, just like with like vaccine mandates, if we're going to start to have policies where we demand that companies provide free childcare to their workers, that's something that should go the legislative branch as a law that we talk about and discuss the policy implications right. if it's going to be inflationary if it will actually help the labor shortage what impact that will have on the economy all of that stuff should be debated in the legislative branch for the executive branch to start trying to require it from companies and they won't stop just at this if this works they won't stop at just this one laws, um, grants. You know, they, they won't stop with just chip manufacturers. They'll try and do this in more executive branch departments just like they tried to do with everything else. They can right. they could make a rule saying like any defense contractor has to provide free childcare. Well
4: and you know, if it's if they can dictate that, then you and else are dictating. And we're talking buzzed purple hair. If that's not already in there, I'm sure it already is. Yeah. Those rings and but there's another part to this too as well, is that if they make what the government deems is too much of a profit, the government, the United States executive branch gets to claw it back.
5: Yeah, and use it to incentivize more chip manufacturing.
4: Since when is is the executive branch... they
5: ban stock buybacks for these companies, too.
4: Right, right, which is not exactly what what you're hearing all the AOC says it is. It's not, you know, get record profits. There's a way... Stock buybacks do a lot of things, but... So why is the executive branch involved in cottage industry profit centers? Suddenly, yeah, we get to have that. You're not the you're not the branch that gets to tax the people anyway. It's like thats you not know, Congress provides money and then demands of the citizenry it it's the money because it's got the representatives of the people. That's but this this weird like we're we're selling Girl Scout cookies on the side now. Like what
5: is that? <laughs> I know. That's but that's the problem is that the executive branch has been given way too much power mm. altogether. Um there's another big story on this front, which is that uh people are wigging out a little bit because Elizabeth Warren's big project, that consumer financial protection bureau. Mm-hmm. Um the Supreme Court's gonna decide whether that's actually constitutional or not, too.
4: Well, and then you're right. When you just said that the that the executive that the legislative branch has given away way too much power, of its power, the executive branch course. is just filling the void. You're right about that, which is why now we've and got... And the legislative branch likes got, it
5: that way, to be clear.
4: Which is now now we've got... Yes, absolutely, because we're cowards, we're, which is not mm-hmm. why now Biden is just doing all this illegal stuff, and now instead of the process being, you know, legislation from the people to the representatives, through, to, the rep, to the executive to veto it or sign it, uh, we, you know, with the, uh, under the With the checks and balances of the Constitution through the Supreme Court, now the process is the legislation is created through executive order. Somebody claims harm, then it's adjudicated through the Supreme Court, and Congress is bypassed totally.
5: Right. Yeah. So the executive branch just does whatever they want, and then the Supreme Court gets to decide whether or not it's allowed.
4: Which is not how this thing was set up.
5: Right. They are doing the same thing with student loans right now.
4: Oh, yes. We did the same thing with a, the CDC and housing before. With the Yeah.
5: The CDC floor. gets to decide whether or not you can evict your right. tenant.
4: OSHA gets to decide whether or not somebody pumps serum into your arm.
5: Right. Or, you know, the transportation department gets to decide whether every airplane in the country you have to wear a mask. Right. Like... You know,
4: it's it's all it's all insanity. It's all right. Insanity.
5: So like then we have to go through this. We have to see these. And, you know, I feel badly for people that are hoping this student loan thing is going to come through because I can't imagine how the Supreme Court will possibly decide that in favor of the Biden administration, the student loan thing. Can you on what planet could they imagine Biden can forgive student debt unilaterally? It seems Unbelievable to me that they would decide in favor of that. But so I feel badly for the people that the Biden administration has been encouraging to apply for student debt forgiveness and told them all he was forgiving their student debt all election season. And it's just going to go away because it was illegal. And they're already trying to frame it like oh, the super majority of ultra conservatives right. on the Supreme Court is going to take well, away your student loan
4: money. Well, like, now you've got the left, you know, encouraging violence against justices who, mm-hmm. you know, who move certain ways. But it's something like 83 or 84 percent of Americans have no college debt. And so they're now going to have to pay the debt for the people who got to right. college. Freaking remarkable. That's the end of the republic right there. All right, Else, what's the hot sauce?
5: The hot sauce is Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Um, and they bring to us each day the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline where people leave chat chat messages for us. The hot sauce, though, is great as well. Um, you do not have to sacrifice heat for flavor with Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. It is hot and it tastes great. Part of that is the great clean ingredients. They use sea salt for lower sodium. Tom's allowed to eat it on a week in 180 Ooh. even. Um so just great ingredients, great sauce. They also donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. You can find it at Market Basket, find it at Big, uh, Big Y in Connecticut. Um, you can even find it at chelseafirehotsauce.com if you can't find it in the stores.
1: Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve. Hey, Steve. Um, a second example of pussiness <laughs> on the, on the show today. When, uh, Alice made a quote unquote cheap shot. And then all of a sudden, Tom is butthurt and (laughs) thus begins the tension convention on the air.
5: (laughs) Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Cheap shot. Yes.
1: Tom is butthurt and thus begins the tension convention on the air, uh, for the listener and I'm assuming in the studio. It made me want to fill my pockets of a, uh, fill the pockets of my, uh, army jacket or something with creme de nips and goldschlager and go walking around Newburyport, you know, screaming about socialism. Like, you did. okay, uh, Cut that crap out! Thank you.
4: Okay, that's ended. We're oh, we're done with we're that. We're done with Alice that. We g- all
5: agreed. I apologize.
4: It was a heartfelt apology. Thank you, Alice. I love you. You're very nice.
5: I'm sorry for my cheap shots, sweetie.
4: I said I love you more than six seconds ago.
5: <laughs> oh, sorry. I love you too, honey. Thank you.
3: We uh, we as a family went to a Mexican buffet to celebrate my sister-in-law's birthday. Yeah. yeah. There was many, many, many portly people in there. Mm-hmm. At least 15, 20, maybe? Yeah. Fortly people in a Mexican buffet. I'm surprised the gas bomb wasn't, you know, detonated. That's not a good combo. Let me tell you
4: something. You take me back to 1980 and 7, maybe even 80 and Mm 8, maybe even 80 and 9, 80 and 8. I was a ship's photographer on the Chandries Cruise Line, the SS Galileo, which, is, mm-hmm. which was um, since sunk. I used to go every, I think it was every other night, not every night, to the uh, Midnight Buffet. Yeah. And in the Midnight Buffet, there was, mm-hmm. first of all, what's that stuff, that gelatinous stuff that the Serbian people have to eat? There was all sorts of gelatinous gelatinous, um, stuff, pâtés, etc. I would load half a tray up with that, and then I would load the other half of my tray, Alice, Mm -hmm. with a ladle. I would ladle out guacamole, fresh guacamole. Mm -hmm. I'd only get about six chips, and I'd take six pounds of guacamole. It's probably not that unhealthy. And I'd take that, Alice, and um, did I eat in public? No, you
5: ate in shame, locked in a broom closet.
4: That's right, I ate in shame <laughs> down in my cabin, which is like seven flows floors below mm-hmm. in the public, where the public was, but above where uh, the caste system had every other ethnicity. So I, I had a, a darkened, horrible cabinet, but then I would rock and roll that guacamole. Mm. My goodness, it was so. My good, good friend
5: just went on a cruise, and she's talking about maybe becoming a cruise bartender.
4: That's great. That's great. I knew a cruise bartender, Cheryl, who who uh. Who was from New Zealand, and I could never get over her. I had a crush on her. I had a crush on everybody, and everybody considered me f- creepy and fat, gentle giant kind of thing. And weren't uh, you like seventeen? Not even. I was 15, 16 And then, how
5: were you fat when you were fifteen?
4: Well, uh, I had a fat summer. I lost weight on the cruise ship just because we weren't allowed to take the elevators. <laughs> I had to walk up, <laughs> run, run up and down the stairs. Um, uh, but back then, you know, when you're a teenager, if you're like eleven pounds overweight, you think you're fat. You know? mm-hmm. So anyway, but actually, I had a fat year, yeah, uh, but uh Cheryl used to always ask for the cheek, you have the cheek, and doesn't do you have the check and I thought, chick, check, chick, chick oh she was lovely. Cheryl actually made me the this is a great thing my 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 boss was an English guy named Paul Hargraves from Gringley on the hill in England um great guy, and he grave, I think Paul Hargrave, anyway, he great guy. Cheryl brought me over a virgin bloody mary. Mm-hmm. Cuz I liked them, you know, spicy tomatoes. And thus began. Well, it was a virgin bloody mary, but
5: mm-hmm.
4: but um but I could drink on the ship anyway because I was a it was international waters. Anything went. So They so, let
5: 15 year olds drink in international uh, waters? Oh yeah. Oh.
4: Yeah, everything goes. I could drink, I could gamble, I could do whatever. <laughs> Is that could, true? Oh, I'm yeah. not
5: sure that I works like want,
4: that. It it works like that. Well, <laughs> I also worked there. So anyway, but Oh yeah, there was like there was a there was a bar in the front of the ship. That was all like everybody from every class, like the Bangladeshis, the or the Asians were down there. The Russians, I'm sure there were Serbians or whatever. It was all everybody had an occupation based on where they were from. It's like the Bangladeshis were all housekeeping, and the Italians were all um, wait staff, The Greeks were all officers. The Americans were all uh, tourist offices, shore excursion programs. The English customer facing exactly. The English were ship photographers. That's who I worked with. I was the, mm-hmm. an American among the English. But it, all of the people would go to this this unofficial bar in the bow of the boat. No AC, no refrigeration, nothing. All the beer was warm as hell. <laughs> but you'd have all these guys playing instruments. It's kind of like Titanic, all, like instruments, like Irish music or Indian music, whatever, mm-hmm. in the front. And it was like a blast to be at. It was awesome, awesome. But anyway, so so Cheryl, the the um, the girl from New Zealand, who now would be sixty somehow. Oh, phew. <laughs> um, she brought me over my Bloody Mary and I just started like I, I knew my boss I was kind of intimidated about it by him and he, as, he said everything alright yeah Tom? and I said yeah and he said alright Uh, and he was smoking we could smoke inside the cruise ship then mm-hmm. and he put his cigarette out inside my Bloody Mary and I'm like oh my god and then he came back with a beer or something and cheers me and had no recollection that my full Bloody Mary held a cigarette, so I just so- drank it. <laughs> I clinked the glasses and just drank it. I remember it t- they could still taste how I'm sure it awful. tasted God! terrible.
3: God!
4: <laughs> it was. It was awful. But that was my, the Mexican buffet, all that matters, the Midnight Buffet. Oh, God. Yeah, you can't believe it. That thing was great. <sighs> I love the English. Yeah, it's Noah Gallagher. Speaking of English, <laughs> Noel Gallagher of Oasis. This is the guy I apologized to today. Wow. This is incredible. This is kind of a high point. Wow. Yeah. It's Noel Gallagher. Perhaps it's time we put a skinnier picture of Tom Shattuck in the Burn Barrel website page. Well. Eh? Come on, you bird. Don't be daft. That's cheap. Can you imagine a member of Oasis? That, that's Noel Gallagher. Wow, I'll work on that, Noel. Jeez. Well, I think there should be a thinner picture up. If it's bothering oh, yeah. him, Alice. It's from, bothering Noel. I, I use I the term across the pond. I know. That means England. hmm Wow, that's great. <laughs> Thank you, Noel. Can you imagine that? Something funny, Alice?
5: No, no, that's great.
2: Hi, babies! It's Les. Hi, Leslie. Two quick things. First of all, I'm absolutely loving my Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce,
1: what a which voice. I obtained
2: Ooh. thanks to Alice and no thanks to my local Stop and Shop. But finally, yeah. it is in my hands. it's in my belly, Ooh. and it's everything that you guys
4: say. What a voice she has, by the way. So, so Stop and Shop, Alice is. I I, I love to Stop and Shop because they had. Back when my tummy was happy, mm-hmm. they used to have both Rienzi and Progresso clam sauce, <laughs> and it was such a lovely destination place to be. And and now I don't go there anymore. I'm out of the clam sauce biz.
5: Wow.
4: Thank you. Alice. I did see
5: somebody was buying frozen clams in the line ahead of me and telling that checkout person mm. that she makes clam sauce out of them and it's like so much better than the stuff from a can.
4: Oh, progress is pretty damn good, but Rienzi is good but,
5: too. But I mean like I wonder if there could be some form of like we could make some form of clam sauce for you that yeah. was like a week in one eighty approved that you know, you couldn't, uh, I could make you zoodles, though.
4: Well, I mean, it really, I could probably just drink the clam sauce. It would be, for, for my palate now, it would be such a thing that would be just wonderful. I'm sure we could.
5: And once you're in maintenance, you can have cheese again, too. So you can dump I all know. your crushed red pepper flakes and
4: Going palm. back to the big right. and tall section, JCP. No, no,
5: you'll be a maintenance. <laughs> oh,
4: can we say what we found yesterday, Alice? What did we find? Alice and I have been oh. going through the mail for the past year and a half. We have a pile of we're mail. Not we're not going to mail. No, we're I'm not going to mail. So we just have gone through it. <laughs> And
5: was, hidden so, amongst a bunch of bills
4: was a Christmas card from somebody—a Saint
5: Nicholas card yes, from w- Saint Nicholas,
4: which was lovely, and, and included um,
5: gifts for our kids.
4: Right, and I'm sorry that we didn't acknowledge this before. We just haven't—we're just opening mail now, <laughs> so. So, so uh thank you. I have no idea who you who you are. I thing? know. Please? In the
5: spirit of St. Nicholas, the person did not reveal their identity. Well, that is because St. That, Nicholas yeah. is known for giving things to people without revealing who he is.
4: That is lovely. And thank you so much. That is totally not necessary. And all of you guys with my goodness, computers and cards and t-shirts and you know, forks and other things, you know, and yeah, it's Totally, totally unnecessary. I don't, there are not enough words to, to imagine. Because actually, whatever. I just, I just, I just, just thank you. And thank you, whoever that was, please let us know. And we'd be happy to, to say hello, uh, thank you in person. Because I think we owe you that. I'm sorry that we're l- louts. And that we we're, were we're late on this stuff. Yeah,
5: we also it was also like don't take it personally because like my mom's Christmas card was in there too and oh, yeah. like, other no. people's. It's not, yeah, not it's, good. We're just not and, uh, good, uh, we're uh, just not in, good at mail.
4: Also, don't take it personally because a lot of things <laughs> that are now in courthouses uh, <laughs> uh, it, be waiting Including, to be adjudicated. We still
5: have to find the uh, email address for the Maryland courts.
4: Right, we we
5: because well, I'm in trouble in the state of Maryland because the scrapper that took my car apparently let somebody take it and fix it and they're now running every red light camera in the state of Maryland in the car that I sold to a scrapper. So with the same plate on it and everything that was supposed to be destroyed and the whole thing. I guess. I, I mean, the scrapper's supposed to do that. Next time I guess I know, I'll have to watch them cut it in half so that I know that I won't be screwed because it's a whole thing. anyway. flavor
2: and the heat and the balance. And I'm not even that much of a hot sauce girl, but I'm finding all kinds Ooh. of culinary applications for this sauce. So thank you guys. And thank you, Chelsea Fire, for that. All Secondly, right. big shout out to Tom and all my Gen Xers out there. There we go because this is a big anniversary for us in our pop culture. It's the fortieth anniversary of the finale of the TV series mash
4: Oh was that oh I remember that it was the you heard the 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 shelling subsided in Korea. my goodness, then after mash happened, which didn't last too long iconic Do you know much about mash shells um Do you know much about Alan Alda.
5: No, but it's, like, a show where they're, like, in Vietnam, right? But they're... Or something might as well be. <laughs> I don't know. And they it. <laughs> it's some kind of conflict, and yeah. they're like hospital people in little tents.
4: That's right. They're <laughs> very quick witted. Oh, yeah. I don't know. A lot of helicopters I landing.
5: I think it was filmed in like California Hills, though, right? Because I've heard people say that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot about MASH. No, it's no. true.
2: TV series for me personally, I believe it still holds the record with 100 million viewers uh, for the m- most watched. I don't know. Series finales are most watched scripted television ever. I'm sure Steve from Merrimack will be able to call in tomorrow and fact check that. Oh, and, oh, um,
4: little it, friction, little friction.
2: It was so awesome, and I just want. I like to when the hotline gets a little competitive. An yeah. Anniversary for the Gen Xers. Love you.
4: Bye. Thank you. What a voice, Alice. I know. Get a raspy voice like that.
5: I'll try, I'll bark on it. I guess I don't know. Habibi's Les again. Oh, well,
2: hi Leslie. I can't mention Mash the TV series without mentioning that I'm actually distantly related to Jamie Farr Here we go. who plays Corporal Max Klinger. of course the character very proud of his Lebanese heritage. It's a source of many jokes in this series and he actually mentions in one episode the family through which uh we in real life are related. Um, so just a little fun fact of trivia about your girl Leslie. Love you, bye.
4: You know much about Jamie Farr, Alice? No. I kind of think if we look back, he's kind of a precursor to um to Kramer on Seinfeld. Hmm. kind of. I'll take your I'll take your advice on that, folks, if you'd like to.
3: So I think I've always had a twisted and somewhat dark sense of humor um ever since well since i was born probably anyway when when i was in um middle school i told my brother when we all went on vacation with my grandparents we were in um Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and and we stopped off at a Waffle House, Ooh. and I said that um the line cook was his real dad. <laughs>
4: oh, that's great!
3: <laughs> he believed like for like a few days that the line cook <laughs> at the Tulsa Waffle House was his dad.
4: <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. My neighbor, growing up as a little kid, my mother, my dad had brown hair. My mother had my brother had brown hair. My mother had brown hair. My brother had brown hair. The next door neighbor Murph had brown hair. Keith next door had brown hair, and I had blonde hair. So Keith's sister Nikel, told me that I was adopted because that's the only way I had blonde hair. It didn't make any sense. And she, I for a week, I was like, man, I I gotta find my real family. I'm only <laughs> like five. Nickel.
5: That's okay. My sister once told my younger younger sister that. Our parents were putting her up for adoption and helped her pack a suitcase and then told her the new family was that's coming to fantastic. pick her up and she stood out in the yard like. Oh my for God! The that's fantastically
4: <laughs> cruel. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. Hi, it's Steve from Aramis. Hi, Hi, Steve. I really enjoyed today's show, uh, especially the part where Tom referred to Prince Harry. As a quote, "pussy," unquote. Let me just say that this is a great example of the pot calling the kettle, <laughs> pussy. Uh, I really thought about the first two shows, you know, post divorce, and uh, <laughs> uh, what a horrible listen they were. Let me let me uh, replay episode one for you. This is this is you on episode one. <laughs> And uh this is episode two. You sounded like Harvey Keitel at the end of Bad Lieutenant. That's a pussy performance if ever I heard one. God. Totally dishonest. Be a man. <laughs> I'm not one I don't well, think. Well
5: I want you to know I've apologized to Tom.
4: Thank you, for Alice.
5: Saying anything about it. Um anyway is definitely not a pussy like that pussy thank Prince you. Harry is. So. And I'm not
4: adopted to
5: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys I so actually, much for listening. I, Great I, chat chat today. Really excellent. I could be adopted. You're not adopted. Maybe she knew something. No, you're not adopted. You look just like your brother. Uh, um, anyway, oh, where even was I? Oh, Patreon, com, all the things.